dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond the million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. Well, thanks for joining us here for another edition of Blunt Business presented by the USCC Expo, the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. You can find out more at usccexpo.com. According to a recent Gallup poll, 58% of Americans support legal cannabis. Whether it's for pain relief, health benefits, or alternatives to a traditional medicine, more and more people are starting to incorporate cannabis into their daily lives. Today, we're going to speak to a team of entrepreneurs running one of the preeminent Canadian investment issuers working in the cannabis market. So that team of entrepreneurs is Shai Schnett, who's the CEO and director of Navis Holdings, and joining him is the president of Navis Holdings, Mark Kritschuk. Mark and Shai, thanks for, Mark and Shai, excuse me, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So you Thank both you. Have, have been very busy over at Navis. Let me run down a short list just to, I mean, if you look at the headlines, Navis has been it's very prominent in the headlines. Let me just go through just a handful of, just a, a morsel of things that have been going on. So, Shia and Mark, you both co-founded MPX Bioceuticals, which was acquired by Antheus, and the largest, pay, only just the largest public takeover in the U.S. cannabis industry to date for $835 million. You have a binding letter of intent with RDF Management Group slash Organica Patient Group. You have a letter of intent with PDT Technologies, what is an extraction play, but it's also a brand play because of Tommy Chong's brand, Chong's Choice. You also have Bloombox and Michigan, uh, municipal licenses you have for both of those that are materializing. And you were actively engaging in investment at the recent 2019 Benzinga Capital Conference. You're just, you know, not that busy, I would assume. <laughs> but now some reports state that Navis has recently shown a large interest and focus in the CBD or cannabidiol sector. So unpack all this that you're doing right now that's, that's been going on for both of you. Please, and take, both each take time to go ahead and answer that. Yeah, we can, uh, I'll give you a quick uh, background on myself and Shai. And the first point you mentioned was the MPX Biceutical. Yes. Um, myself and Shai are two of the four founding partners of MPX Biceutical. We started this firm as Canadian Biceutical, which was four guys at a kitchen table. We applied for a Health Canada um, LP license at that time. We had some funding that was committed to us mainly out of the UK. Um, but when we put in our application, it was right at the time that Health Canada really put the brakes on issuing any new licenses. So we looked at pivoting and looked at what, what else can we do? We have a good core management team. We have access to capital. What else can we do? And we became the first company to deal us off the venture exchange and go to the CSC to become the first Canadian owned true multi-state operator. We ended up acquiring licenses multiple licenses in Arizona, Nevada, three licenses in Maryland, one in Massachusetts, a contract deal in California. And then right before I just took us over, we were awarded four more dispensaries in Nevada and one of the six licenses in New Jersey. So we were extremely busy uh, <laughs> in that two-year period. From our first acquisition to the IANTIS announcement, we raised $100 million, and then that's what we sold to IANTIS for $835 million. Um, we ended up keeping our Canadian LP and anything else that Scott was working on internationally. But when we made that announcement, that's when we had a management board meeting the following week, and myself and Shai had a different vision. We both left MPX. Um, didn't really know where we're going. We never had a plan, but suddenly a week later, NABIS was formed, 
and we're going back to the U.S. space. We think it's the best space in the world. It still has great potential for growth and then integrated up upside, and we're able to really bring the best bang for the buck and shareholder value by us doing what we do best. Fantastic. And now, uh, Mark, do you want to... Uh, uh, yeah, just okay. to add, we were truly the operators there, and that's to add to Mark's point. We believe this is where we'll really shine in being able to optimize any operation we go into here and also add just uh, innovative product into the Navis ecosystem. So much I want to ask you about, but I do want to go ahead and take a little time to go and take time for our sponsors. Before we go and come on back, we have a lot of things when it comes to the issues with the Safe Banking Act, how the leadership team is ready to go and deliver in a big way. Some great press that you're getting as well from all the things that you're doing as well. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. But first, got to talk to you about August 3rd and 4th. Mark that on your calendars, even August 2nd. Make sure to make that weekend wide open for all of you to join us in Miami, Florida at the Hyatt Regency downtown Miami for the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. We will have doctor education. We'll have patient education for patients that are in the local Florida area that want to go ahead and be evaluated for medical marijuana cards. We will have a cultivator's workshop. We will have loads of sessions and tracks, uh, digital, digital marketing we're going to be offering this year, including SEO training from the person that coined the term SEO. That's Bruce Clay, who will also give an exclusive uh, training series there as well. And again, we'll have great nighttime networking. We will have hundreds of exhibitors and a stock market looking at closing bell type show floor that looks amazing. And will be so many different sponsors, so many different companies, dispensaries, product holders. You'll see all of that and more if you make it to the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. Educate, engage, and empower the evolution of the cannabis industry. Learn more at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. We'll be back with more with Shy and Mark in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. 
These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with Shai Schnett and Mark Kritjuk of Navis Holdings here on Blunt Business. So, gentlemen, there's a story that came out in the Cannabis Business Times, which was titled Banking Reform on Horizon as Safe Banking Act Gains Momentum in Congress. Now, Mark, you were asked about this, about the possible reform, and you said this, quote, given the lack of access to banking services, Cannabis was in largely a cash business. Very true. With that, these businesses face tremendous risk when it comes to the security and safety of handling and storing cash, not to mention the logistical and operational hurdles of paying employees, other businesses, and even their taxes. Now, as we record this show, the Safe Banking Act is still in the House for further consideration before a possible full-floor vote, hopefully gets to the Senate with another similar bill. How do you think this might play out? And... What kind of uh, hope should the cannabis industry have that finance, financial industry will get to work in, in, uh, in kind? This is, we're obviously being optimistic. Um, mm-hmm. We think that the, the cannabis industry as a total has evolved so much, specifically in the last two years. Um, we dealt with a lot of banking issues two years ago, three years ago in the U.S. space, and now it's becoming easier. And with other reforms that are supposed to be coming through, we do feel positive about the, the SAFE Act being able to pass. And Shai, you were recently quoted by Benzinga, and you said, quote, through your years of experience in the cannabis industry, I've realized that it takes a unique product offering, solid development, branding, and distribution to sustain a cannabis business, and the funding we've received will further our ability to improve on these areas. So now how do you focus on those points while riding on your momentum of growth? Well, Again, our strategy has to be aligned with that message. We really have to focus on the brand. We think that's really lacking currently with our current MSOs out there. Everybody's just out there playing Monopoly and uh, no huge strategy behind uh, brand consolidation. We're pushing anywhere from a retail to a medical to a recreational or our lifestyle brands. We're all branding it under Navis and the family of products. So that's just the way we're concentrating on branding inside Navis. And once again, with unique offerings and products that we're going to launch. Now, I got to ask you this too, just because it's kind of important, but through the funding that you're doing right now, I mean, the last, uh, last point you were able to go and put together $26.3 million. Uh, you know, are you surprised just just of how, uh, expansive and how how lucrative it is right now to be able to do funding in this space and just how much money is being pushed around i mean obviously you're doing a lot of work when it comes to canada uh, that even you know last year we saw so much money going on billions and billions of dollars of mergers and acquisitions and changes going on and are you surprised that we're still seeing so much in the cannabis space in canada where all this volatility is going on that the exchange is just so active no, not surprised at all. I think the investors know that this is still just the tip of the iceberg. It's really just the beginning, you know, and it's, it's not shocking at all. This is just the start of everything, and anybody jumping on now has a huge upswing. 
You know, there's I think all... you're going to see a. Uh-huh. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm I think sorry. there'll be a there'll be a big trend from the day to day investors to the long term investors, and those are the guys that will really win at the end of the day. Well, obviously, you're looking to win yourselves in the end of the day. And, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, I was making mention before the uh, interview, before the break, excuse me, that there's been some great press. Now, with this, I wanted to make sure to bring out to you, MarijuanaStocks.com. They said it in January that both of you and the team at Navis uh, is ready to deliver in a big way, big in capital letters. They commented that the strategy for the company involves identifying and acquiring majority interest in high-quality Uh, cash-flowing U.S. cannabis assets and brands in limited licensed states at a reasonable price. By deploying this roll-up strategy, you could quickly capitalize on markets that are just in the early stages of growth of growth, excuse me, and thus get an early market edge on its competition. So for, really, I don't know if that could have been written better for you, but you tell me, is that a good representation of your ultimate mission, or do you feel like there's something else you need to add to that claim? No, it absolutely is. Um, we hear from investment bankers that it's hard out there. The assets are selling at crazy multiples is really difficult. What we end up doing is we're focusing on, we're not doing big, we're not purchasing another large multi-state operator at an inflated evaluation. Uh, we're, we end up purchasing mom and pop type of operations that are smaller, that are usually undercapitalized, undermanaged, something that is an asset that's already cash flow positive, but with us being able to fix the management come in there and inject a little bit of capital, really get a a great return for our investors by improving whether it's uh, extraction techniques and efficiency or the grow techniques and moving retail locations. So these are all items that we look at in the type of assets that we're acquiring. Now we are very aggressive. Um, We've announced three states already. There's going to be many more getting announced. Our goal is to be in 18 states in the next year and a half which is super aggressive. Some states are going to be build-out states, meaning they're, and it's an organic application or it's a state that we don't have the instant revenue, but we try to match that with other states where we're purchasing something that is already cash flow positive, that's already turning a profit, is has that revenue, and we're able to increase that revenue with being true operators and doing what myself and Shai do best. So what can people learn from what you do best in terms of able to, being able to go and put together what you're able to do now and, and get all this work that you're able to do. Because here's the other thing too, that was a long list I did put up at the very top. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously you have a great team that's working together, but uh, I mean, how much is it to be said about being able to go ahead and have people help the gatekeep and to organize to make sure all these different deals and negotiations are, are being handled expeditiously and properly? Yeah. Well, look, our, our model here is one team, one goal. Like what we're trying to do is super aggressive and Mark and myself will not do it on our own. We've built a very strong team around us and that includes from our back office to our accounting department and legal. When a deal comes in, it starts with me and Mark. We dissect it. We see if it makes sense and it goes right up to our team. We obviously follow it through all the way to the end to closing. But Again, it's the one team, one goal model that's really helping us push and uh, be as productive as we are. Because as Mark mentioned, 18 states, 18 months, we're going to do it. And without our team, we're nothing. So I have a personal yeah, question. And that okay, and I'm sorry. Should I go ahead? Sorry. Um, that also includes a great due diligence team with the amount of deals that we have to sit through and make sure that the deal is proper. There, there's tax implications in the U.S., 
there's guys that are still doing some shady business in the U.S. and you don't really know this until you actually dive into the books and really go through a deal, especially when you're purchasing not a public entity but a, a smaller mom and pop type of operation. So we do have a phenomenal due diligence team, um, but it's it's not just that; it's also the teams that we bring on board to manage and run these operations. So we have teams lined up in Michigan, Arizona. California, Nevada. So as soon as we acquire these licenses, we have a great team that's coming with the license or that's already set to take over the license and the operations are able to transition smoothly. So now one of the things I know you've been looking at from the outside, obviously when you're looking at the issues with uh, working on, as we just mentioned before, uh, in your interest in high quality cash flowing U.S. cannabis assets and brands. Well, with Canada, you've been doing what you've been able to do with federal legalization across the board. Meanwhile, I'm under, under the impression, and this might not be a, the opinion that everybody has, that the States Act, which is being put into play, that might be a possible uh, legislation that might actually happen over, you know, just a few weeks ago, bipartisan group of lawmakers in the House of Senate reintroduced legislation to protect states' ability to enact their own marijuana policies while resolving longstanding banking and taxation issues, the States Act. Now, meanwhile, things might work the way they do there, but do you think the environment for investment and the environment for working would serve better if the U.S. decided to go ahead and allow the states to best regulate what's going on with the cannabis industry in their particular states as opposed to letting it be a federally controlled issue? I think it would definitely improve this this space. Um, The one fear that a lot of investors have in the U.S. space, if you look at what these, like, the U.S.-based multi-state operators trade at as a market cap, the Canadian operators trade seven times more. And the only thing that can really tell you the difference, in Canada, they're selling oil and dry flour. We have an abundance of products that we're able to sell in the U.S. space. You have businesses that are turning a much higher cash flow in the U.S. space. So there's still some great, phenomenal multi-state operators in the U.S. that aren't really getting the, the market cap that they really deserve. And the only thing that I can attest to that was because a lot of people are still scared that it is federally illegal. So as soon as that federal rule is gone, I, I think you're going to see a lot of local investments. You're going to have a lot of institutional and more retail investment. And you're going to have a lot of international investment that's going to feel more comfortable by investing into the U.S. cannabis space. And obviously you're putting a lot when it comes to the space for yourselves because I see now just recently uh... – you now have put together some investments in Banker City, Michigan, and you have cultivation of that property. You're going to have ready for the first quarter of 2020 a 60,000-square-foot indoor cultivation and processing center, 45,000-square-foot hybrid greenhouse. Um, now, I've heard about the same thing going on when it comes to Canada. I guess one thing is uh, talk to me about you know setting up shop here in America and also um, want to ask you about the thoughts about when you have that supply and demand that you have available that you're able to put because of the size of facilities you have in Canada about how I've talked to a number of Canadian companies that are looking overseas to get their product exported. So they've looked to Australia and Asia and uh, Europe to try to push them out. And I've been personally talking about this. The OPEC of cannabis would be definitely happening in Canada. That's what's being formulated as we speak. So talk to me about those two points there. One thing I'll say about that, supply and demand, there's always going to be a great demand for high quality flour. Um, To grow a large abundance of mint grade or low quality flour, 
that's where the market absolutely gets destroyed. Now, when we say that's kind of the reason why you always see us do a mix of, of two different items and it feeds two different aspects of our business. We always uh, agree to do high quality indoor growth to give us the best high quality flower for our unique genetics that we already have. And then we always do like a B grade flower for outdoor greenhouse, greenhouse mainly to give us the biomass we need for our processing. So for us to be able to just take that biomass immediately and extract it. And then that's where we're able to turn that product from a mid grade flower to all of our, everything you'd see in our medical line or rec line and our lifestyle line. Um, with regards to export, yes, um, the U S has the best CBD in the world. A lot of people don't want CBD that's manufactured in China um, as the, some of the U S states have very good regulations with regards to CBD. I think the U S regulations will evolve hopefully in the next six months to kind of crack down on some of these producers that aren't following proper manufacturing procedures. But in saying that, we also think that the U S will definitely have a very strong CBD market that will become uh, a world hub for producing high quality uh, CBD. Cause I can only imagine all the things you have to worry about when it comes to, you know, when you are cultivating and you're doing things over in Canada, as opposed to doing it here in the States, because with health Canada and for the uh, other agencies, you have to work about as well. The, uh, if the, the, the control board as well, and all the issues you have to go do with, with both of those to comply. And then you're going to do things where you're going to do, like we just said, in Michigan, where you'll be able to get and put together 35,000 pounds of high-grade distillate at full capacity, 40,000 pounds of dry flour in just this one facility. And I can imagine, you know, talk about the difference of, I guess, any kind of issues, if you have any preference to dealing with American regulations by the state of Michigan, for instance, versus the controlling boards in Canada. Or is so this one of the same? With Navis, yeah. No, I kind of, I always state that America is 50 different countries and you have to, you have to make sure you're following regulations. Every state has its own quirks. There is a lot of overlap uh, with general rules, but every single state has its own rules and regulations that you need to make sure you're, you're following to stay compliant. Um, we're doing very large investments in each state and you're not going to like jeopardize that by failing to be compliant and losing your license. Um, at Navis, our main focus is the U.S. We keep getting pulled and saying, guys, why don't you expand this into the Canada? Why don't you right. go and join the, the European market? And we might be there, but definitely not in the immediate future. Our immediate future, we almost have to put the horse blinders on and really just focus on the U.S. space because this is really where we shine. This is where we have all of our connections. Um, I don't have the supply manufacturing uh, employment contracts, contractors. We don't have those connections in Australia like we do in the U.S. space. So right. we're really focusing in the immediate future on the U.S. space. And the truth is, is because I, I mean we do feel like they're here in America. Uh, it's the we're on the fast track to legalization of some sort, and I think with the support of some government leaders, bipartisan support in Congress, that the States Act looks like a much more feasible and much more realistic conclusion to all this as opposed to waiting for some kind of federal legalization which i don't think we're ever going to get but i think allowing the states just like you said 
just like individual countries, they're doing a pretty good job within their own governments, you know, the size they are, to handle things, and I think it does work better. And also, you know, I commend the fact that while I know other companies in Canada might take the step of going to export, but you're doing a lot of concentrating of your efforts here in America is, I mean, it, it's a very commendable. And I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of companies that do do that. They do make sure that they have presence pretty equally in America and Canada. And that's really, it's a great step to be. And I'll tell you, there's more to be said about Navis Holdings. I want to take another break for our sponsors. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to go back to that MarijuanaStocks.com article because they had more stuff to praise you about. But I want to turn around and ask you about the headlines and how uh, they might affect or, or might, you know, how they persuade you and what you might be doing with your work. So we'll talk about that. We're here with Shai Schnett, the CEO and director of Navis Holdings, and Mark Kritschuk, the president of Navis Holdings here on Blunt Business. Back with them in just a couple of minutes. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold. So it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, Wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him, Pink, that's the point. Download and play while you like yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. 
right back with final questions for Shai Chanette, CEO and Director of Nabis Holdings. Mark Kritiuk, President of Nabis Holdings here on Blunt Business. So we were talking about the MarijuanaStock.com article that was giving a lot of praise about how your team is looking to be ready to deliver in a big way. One of the things they also said that I want to take a comment from is <clears throat> the beauty of it all is that the wealth of experience that it, its entire, entire leadership and advisory team has could give Navis Holdings a, a huge upper hand. They may be a newer company, but the decades of experience and billions of dollars that completed deals make the management behind the company a driving force not to be ignored in our opinion. End quote. So there's a lot of praise being put for both of you and your team. But now talk to me about how you weigh that kind of praise and how do you keep your team focused on the work at hand and how you were both not swayed by those praise-making headlines? Well, I think the biggest thing is we have been around and we have seen headlines come and go. We have our mission and we're going to make it happen. And again, the mission is 18 states in 18 months, not because we're attached to that number. It sounds good simply because those are currently the states that make sense for us to be in. And how we're doing that is simply by going in with GMP facilities. We're doing that because we want to set the standards and stay above the regulation. Take what happened in California, for example, when they actually created proper regulations in the States, you saw 80% of the brands disappear overnight. So we're looking to stay ahead of the curve. And that's simply it. We're not looking at big titles, big articles, keeping our egos out of it and simply going forward with our mission. And when Shai states that GMP facilities, our main focus is production and manufacturing. Um, and we took this from our medical line that we want to uh, fulfill. It's a requirement on the medical side. But what we also want to shine a light on is that just because we're doing this for the medical line doesn't mean that we can't make all of our lifestyle and rec products to the same standards. We're going to be making all of our vape cartridges, all of our other recreational products in the same facility to a much higher standard with standardization and testing and analytics to be able to prove that we're not just mixing these products in Home Depot buckets and drills. Like this is an actual, these are still products that you're going to inhale or consume and they should be made to a higher standard. So by us um, building up these facilities immediately in every single state and it's almost setting the bar for ourselves, and we think regulations will get to that point that it's going to be mandated at one point to be able to fulfill and you must be at that certain standard. Fantastic. Now, I did put out a short list of all the things that have been keeping you both busy over at Navis Holdings. And I think we've pretty much covered just about everything except for the, really, we've gone through the licenses, we've gone through, you know, building the company up, and we've gone through a lot of that about investment. Now, one thing we mentioned was the 2019 Bazinga Capital Conference, which you both were holding one-on-one meetings with other investors. And just want to get your feedback of what people are saying in the investment sector are telling you and what you're taking away that, you know, maybe those that are listening to our program, I'm sure there's some high-end investors and those that are looking to, you know, definitely put their spend in the right place and know where to spend and where to invest uh, any funds they might have of their own. If there's any kind of advice you would give to people out there in terms of where to put your money in the cannabis industry and what's really a safe and solid uh, strategy to go with when it comes to whether you're building a company out or you're looking just to invest? Well, we, we on the have investment a, side, I think. Sorry, Mark, go ahead. Well, okay. Well, maybe I'll, I'll give a quick answer and then Shai will also. Um, we love, I love the one-on-one meetings. It's really when somebody can really meet us and get to see us and understand our values. 
Uh, one thing I will say is as a company, myself and Shai hold the same values of we're not going to just make a big splashy announcement just for the sake of making an announcement. There's a lot of acquisitions that we do not do because it's not what it's supposed to be. The price is too high. We don't see the valuation. We don't see the upside. So we're being very selective on the deals that we do. And that's how we also bring the best shareholder value when we take that one asset and really increase what the value is for that asset. Um, what we are being told is that we are, we're a team that has, we've done it before. So there's not a lot of guys. You're going to see a lot of different decks and a lot of different companies that are now jumping onto the space. And one of the first things that myself and Shai say are we're not investment bankers. We're not lawyers. We're not real estate agents. We're true operators. Um, in saying that we have some of the best law firms behind us. We have some of the best investment bankers behind us. So we do have a great team and that's why our model really is one team, one goal. But in saying that a lot of actual investors see that the upside potential for Navis and see that we're going to be one of the cheapest, best, best bang for the buck multi-state operators out there. And I'll let Sean fill in his, his thoughts on that, sure. on that uh, question. 100% just to continue on that, that when it comes to investors in this sector, there's obviously still a lot of smoke and mirrors and a lot of, uh, yeah, every, every day a lawyer and investment banker wakes up and says, Hmm, I've invested in this space for five years. It's time I opened my own company. Well, again, operating a cannabis company actually entails operating a cannabis company, not just buying assets. So I would say, look at management, look at who did it before, look at, who is actually running the company that you're investing in. And in that, if you believe in their vision and you believe in the management, that's where you should park your money and don't be a day trader. <laughs> just go in long because this is just the beginning. Yeah. And I'm, you know, it's for me, it's a matter of, I try to invest myself and I wasn't a little hesitant about putting into particular funds, but I mean, it's a matter of, you know, when you're trying to read this, I mean, I just want to see where I can put my money just to kind of grow off of it myself. But yeah, it is that long play and you know, patience will be key. And I'll tell you one thing I must say about both of you, the patience you, I mean, from, from this, the start of this interview, you've both been cool, calm, collected, and confident. And I, and that really shines on this call and it's been a really interesting conversation to talk to both of you. And just you're really, you know, the, the praise manager that has not swayed you. You're both still, uh, again, like you put your slogan says, one team, one goal. And I can imagine that's, you know, the motivation you give to your employees really does stand out because, you know, nothing sways, nothing, you know, feels like there's something that affects you. You're both like rocks at Gibraltar and you're just moving forward. So I really do thank you, Mark and Shy, for being with us here on Bump Business. Uh, I want to just take a minute or two, talk about your website, nabisholdings.com. Uh, you know, there's a lot of information there, but I'd like for you to go ahead and talk to our listeners about all things that are going on with Nabis when it comes to, well, if they look at the website, they want to communicate with you, then they get to go to Benzing in Toronto, and they want to learn more about what you're doing and get really get inside your heads. How can they get in touch with either one of you or both of you? Um, yeah, we, you can contact us through the website. Um, our ticker is NAB on the CSE. So that we, if you keep track of NAB, you're going to see all of our new, uh, newest press releases and uh, any other information that we're working on. And Sean? Yeah, just to add the OTC symbol, sorry, just to add the OTC symbol is uh, INNPF. 
And again, nabisholdings.com, we do have an investor tab. And obviously, you can contact us through there. We also have a deck available on the investor tab on our website. So, yep, feel free to check us out. And if you have any questions, we're here. I'm just surprised by just all that's being done. Again, I'm still going through and just saying, you know, it's you're to say that you were part of the merger of the largest takeover offers in U.S. cannabis to date. But then again, I'm wondering if that's just that 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 might even be overshot as well. Somebody might even make something higher than that because of how much money is in the space and how much money is being pushed around. And it's amazing what both of you have been able to do in the space so far. And there's just it's up and up from here. So again, Shai Schnett. Uh, president and CEO of Navis Holdings and Mark Kritjic, the president of uh, CEO and director of Navis Holdings and Mark Kritjic, president of Navis Holdings. Thank you both for being with us here on Blunt Business. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah. yeah so thank you for having us. Of course. No, thank you again for being on and we hope to keep in touch with you very well down the line. So for those of you, remember to learn more. You can go to nabisholdings.com to learn more about both what Mark and Shire are doing. So again, uh, Blunt Business has been pro- presented by the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo for 2019. It's August 34th in Miami, Florida. So invest in your future. Leave a lasting impression on thousands of attendees. If you'd like to speak, sponsor, or attend, you know, you please go and join us August 34th inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. You can join us by registering now at usccexpo.com. Or you want to learn more about speaking, sponsoring, or exhibiting at the show, it's still never too late to go and do that. We're accepting different applications and taking people to go on board and be involved with the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. Again, usccexpo.com. Thanks for joining us. You can download past episodes of Blunt Business by going to cannabisradio.com. Subscribe to the show. Please do. And please give a good five-star rating for us on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to us as well on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.